Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. Hello, 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 and welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy with me, your host, Coach B. So glad that you are here listening and viewing today and just wanted to just remind you that it's not by surprise where you are at this very moment. Know that God knows exactly where you are. Don't give up hope and always remember to keep the faith. So again, welcome to the show. I'm excited about my guest today and her amazing story of just resilience and just courage. Um, and she's here to be a blessing today uh, to you. And I'm going to ask her to come on in. Teresa, come on in the room. Come on. Yes. Welcome. Hey. Hello. Hello. Yes, you are such a ray of sunshine. Thank you so much for joining and wanting to be on the show um, to share your story. I really appreciate you and thank you for coming on. Um, if you could please introduce yourself to the audience today. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. What a uh, privilege it is to talk to your listeners. And uh, I am a licensed professional counselor. I'm also a professional certified life coach. Uh, I have a private practice in Huntsville, Alabama. I also have a uh, coaching program for women uh, called Confident and Courageous Woman. Um, I am married. I have two beautiful grown daughters and three grandchildren and a dog named Ollie. He's a golden doodle and he is codependent, but he is my baby. So <laughs> that's a quick overview. I love it. I love it. And you said you're from Huntsville, Alabama. I, I have to ask you this question. Have you ever heard of Childersburg, Alabama? Yes. Yes. You have? Okay. <laughs> Well, I've been to Philadelphia since I was five months old, but that's where I was born. Oh, cool. Hildersburg, Alabama. Yes, I have family in that area, family in Birmingham, yeah. uh, family. Um, I think mostly my family now is like in, in Birmingham, Childersburg. And I, I don't know if I pronounce it correctly. Is it Sylacaque? That's close Alabama. enough. That's close enough. Okay. <laughs> so what I would try. But yes, that's where some of my family are. But wow, yeah, small world. Yes, I haven't been to Alabama in quite some time, but um I've I've visited quite a quite a number of times. Yes. And I enjoyed it. Yes. But thank you. Um look, we're gonna get right into it. And your story, I was reading your story and it was really amazing. It's amazing. Um and I could relate to so much 
so many of the things that you were saying. But I'm going to open the floor now to you and um, just ask you to start off just with sharing your story of what you went through. Um, and we'll kind of dive in then to where you are now and what it took for you to get there. So. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I was married previously, it seemed like for a hundred years, <laughs> not really, but it seemed like that, uh, very happily married and, um, was chugging along, uh, married life, thought I was happy and I was getting ready to, uh, do some speaking and teaching in another state on the front end, doing some continuing education, um, teaching. And then on the back end, on the weekend, I was a conference speaker for a woman's conference. Okay. And so then it'd be gone for the whole week. Okay. And something just did not set right with me and my husband. And I kept asking, are, are we okay? And he'd say, oh yeah, we're fine. And just as time went on, something didn't add up. And so finally, about a week before I got ready to go to uh, this conference, I just looked at him and I said, are you having an affair? And he said, no, 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 I love you. I'm committed to you. No, no, no. And I went, okay, you you do know what I do for a living, right? Because when it goes, not only do I do individual counseling, but I also do a lot of marriage counseling as well. Yeah. So I did what I tell my patients to do. If you want to know if your spouse is having an affair, you hire a private investigator. They're not that expensive. You'll know right off the bat, yes or no. And so that's what I did. Now, let me preface it to say that anybody is capable of having an affair, given the right set of circumstances, yada, yada, you know. So that part, okay, did I really think he was having an affair? No, not really. Yeah. So I got on my airplane uh, on Sunday evening because okay. I was speaking at eight o'clock Monday morning. Okay. And um, I was the first teacher speaker on the platform. Mm-hmm. So about 11 o'clock, we took a break and my phone was blowing up. I was having uh-huh. pictures and videos from the private investigator that she was at my house. So Ooh. he was having an affair. It was someone that he worked with. Uh, He was her boss. Wow. And so, okay, that you think that's bad enough, right? So I had to go back, had lunch, went to my car, tried a lot. Okay. Put myself back together, continued speaking for the afternoon session. When I finished, Uh, What I didn't realize during the week that she had spent the whole week in my house while I was gone. She hung her clothes in my closet. She put her clothes in my drawers. He let her drive my car. Yes. Are you kidding me? No. Wow. So during this whole week, I was getting pictures and videos. And let's just say videos that I really didn't want to see of her being in my house. And um, so it was a very public affair. And when I figured out who it was, the cherry on top, no pun intended, was that she's 20 years younger. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I have to ask this question. So you do have 
children were your children around i mean no. like your children weren't around and living at home no my children were growing at that point well, okay okay understood Out of the house. Okay. yes okay great all right thank you all right please continue wow so anyhow i couldn't come home okay. i had to stay the week because i was already obligated and Every day I was getting different pictures and videos of places they had gone together, things they've done in the house. And so on Wednesday of that week, um, I have a good friend that's an attorney and I called her and I shared what was happening. And I said, I want to file for a divorce. Could you draw the papers up? She said, yes, that's fine. So I came home on Sunday night, flew in or Sunday evening. And had a girlfriend pick me up from uh, the airport and I moved to the other side of the house. He thought I was mad because he had forgotten to call me one night. Had no clue. So he, oh, he didn't know yet. You hadn't said oh. anything. Oh, no. No, okay. no, no. Okay. So got up on Monday morning, went to work. Mm -hmm. uh, on Wednesday, the attorney called and said, the papers are ready. Would you like to have him served? You want to you know, what would you like? And I said, you know what, let me talk to him. And she said, are, are, are you sure? And I went, yep. So I got home about seven o'clock that evening. And um, the irony of this, got home. He was in bed reading his Bible. Yeah. I walked over. Yeah, I know. Oh I, walked, my I, just, I walked over to the side of the bed and I said, I know what you've done. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, I know that you've had an affair. I know who it is. And I know that she stayed here all week. Well, of course he, you know. Did he still deny it? Oh yeah. He told me I was batshit crazy and you know, that it Gaslighting. was. Gaslighting. Wow. Oh yeah. And I said, oh, I said, I have pictures and videos and you know, so he jumps up, he's screaming, cussing, he takes off and um, I'd already planned to spend the night with a girlfriend. So wow. I was prepared. So wow. came back home, um, tried to, um, say, what do you want the paper served? Um, at this point they were very much out in the public eye and he was a prominent and still is a very prominent person in our town. Wow. So you talking about feeling humiliated and ashamed and embarrassed. It, it was horrible. Yeah. So Went to church on Sunday and we had gone to this particular church for 20 years. Mm. Very active in Sunday school, uh, large Sunday school class. And again, very much a very public affair. So it wasn't a mm. he said, she said. In fact, he'd even gone to one of his partner's son's wedding with this woman arm in arm while we were still married. So it wasn't like, again, a he wow. said, she said. Went to church on Sunday. And um, had a woman come up to me in class and said, what did you do to cause him to have the affair? Oh, my goodness. No, she did not. And I just said, what? What? <laughs> exactly. And I said, I, I, I did nothing. Um, this was his choice. So, you know, let, let me pause here a second for the listeners. You know, men are really good at saying, well, if you would have just done, you'd have given me more yeah. steps, or you would have been nicer, you'd have cleaned the house, or yeah. you would have done fill in that blank, then I wouldn't have had an affair. And that's yeah. a that's a lie. 
because yeah. we do nothing to cause them to do what they have done. Exactly. So I, I want to clarify that. Thank you that. for saying that because it, it's so true. They try to justify the behavior of why they did it, basically pointing the blame. Um, I have to ask this question, though, because it sounds so familiar to me so much. Was your was your ex-husband a narcissist? Did you? That's that's a relative term. Um, in some regards, yes. In some regards, no. Okay. Uh, what he was emotionally, uh, abusive. Yes. Okay. But he could also be very generous when he wanted to be. Okay. And I can, I can relate to that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just curious in listening with you speaking, but wow, I can't believe the audacity to say, what did you do? That's something. I can't get over that. Well, that wasn't the only thing that happened that Sunday. Oh, okay. So, you know, we have um, coffee and donuts like everybody does. And so I'm sitting there and I'm having a cup of coffee. And I had a gentleman walk up to me and he said, "Um, are you going to forgive him? And I went, what? And he said, well, you, you're the one who filed for divorce. You need to take him back. You need to forgive him. You're, you are wrong. You're sinning. And I stopped him and I said, well, there's a problem with this. It's because he's continuing to see the mistress. I'm not sure how I can have a marriage or forgive him. Exactly. I I hear you on that. Now I know the, the forgiveness is necessary though, for, for our benefit the most. And I know in the beginning, it's hard. And we, we're, we, we go through the process. We're angry. We're hurt. Yes. Um, you know, it's a process, but I know eventually it's necessary that we do forgive, but just like myself, you know, I, I did the same. I filed for divorce um, because there was infidelity involved. And then my husband had some hidden um, um, addictions, things that I didn't know about that started to come out. So it was very unhealthy, very, very unhealthy. I was married, but not, you were, you was over 20 years, over yes. 20 years for you. Yeah. Mine's was nine years, but it was just very toxic. And I, it, I knew that I had to get out. I yeah. knew. Um, and I will say this for those that are listening in the beginning, I did feel guilt with, wanting to divorce but i also knew that it was the best thing for me yes because i was just shattered i it was like i couldn't breathe i i was always wondering what was going to happen next always feeling like i wasn't enough um it was just a lot of different emotions and a lot of different things. So it was necessary for my own mental health and my yes. well-being. Yeah. So we have to make those um, hard decisions. And sometimes they're not really hard because we know what we have to do. But I will say this. And then I, I'd like you to continue. I could have avoided all of that. And I'm hearing this for a reason. There were red flags before I said I do that I ignored. And I, I want to share this because I believe in the beginning, I thought that 
if we were to get married, I could change him. That is so wrong. Only God can change. So I just felt the need to share that because there's maybe some people that are listening or viewing that feel, you know, I see some things, but he's going to change or she's going to change. Only God can change. I just felt the need to share that. Please continue. Yeah. And if I can piggyback on what you're saying, you know, God gave us women the intuition for a reason. Yes. And and you need to listen to that. And, you know, you're right. You can't change anyone except for yourself. And if you are in an abusive situation, yes, you do need to get out and seek help. So um, going back to my story. So in Sunday school, the third kit was wow. ready to sit down with my donut and cup of coffee. And I had another gentleman that uh, walked up and, you know, I usually sit in the same place as I always do. And he mm-hmm. said, are you going to sit here? And um, I said, sure, this is where I always sit. And he said, well, my wife doesn't want you to sit there because you're going through a divorce and it's very uncomfortable and we just can't trust for you to sit here. No. Went, no. <laughs> and no. yes, so I got it. I left, got in my car, cried all the way home, and um, never heard from anyone in that Sunday school class, nor the leader, nor um, I was ostracized. And there, even though it was a very public affair, again, not a he said, she said. I was just left alone. I had friends, couple friends that said, I don't want to take sides. Uh, I don't want to get in the middle. Um, all of that kind of stuff. So I lost my church family. I lost friends. Um, it was a very wow. lonely time. Wow. Isn't that something? I just can't believe but I know, I know it to be true. With all that you went through, having to deal with the public humiliation, the hurt, the pain, the betrayal, the loss, what was necessary for you in beginning your healing journey, in knowing that There were pieces that had to be picked up that you knew that you had a purpose and a calling on your life. And you were determined to not to allow everything that you was going through to stop you. What was that moment? What did it take for you to get back in and say, I'm not giving up? Can you please share? Yeah, because one of the things I always say is that. I wasn't a perfect wife. Again, let me just stipulate. I didn't do anything to cause him to have the affair, nor was he a perfect husband. So I went and I sought my own counselor. I did my own work. And I really, you know, really want your listeners to understand when we walk through something like this, we need people alongside of us. And so I did my own work. And the the good news about it is I walked through and took my time toward the healing process. Yeah. I didn't jump into another relationship. Mm-hmm. I did not date for over a year. I yeah. took my time and learned me yeah. again. 
yes. and put my life back together. Yes. Because I needed that. One of the things that I teach in my program is that I have a lot of titles. I'm a therapist. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm all these things. Yeah. But that's not who I am. Those are titles. That's right. And who I am is I like chocolate ice cream. I like donuts. You know, Um, I like to play tennis. Those are those are I'm, I'm, I'm nice and kind. Those are who I am. Yes. Yes. And you have to distinguish that and you have to get all the lies that and negative self-talk. I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. I'll never find love again. Mm. What did I do wrong? All of those things you have to combat with scripture and understand who you are in Christ and stand on that. Yes. That's so necessary. That is so true. Thank you for shining a light on that because we can get so lost sometimes in when trouble or when things happen, we can lose ourselves if we believe the lie. If we believe that we caused it, that it was our fault, that, you know, we're not enough, um, that we don't have, you know, life worth living. We're not worth, you know, it's not worth living anymore if I can't be with this person or, you know, it's so important to know who you are in Christ. Exactly. We're not defined by our past mistakes because Lord knows I've made many bad decisions and choices in life, but I'm not defined by those things. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of those things have me have uh, groomed me or made me into the person that I am today. So I don't regret all those bad choices and decisions and failures because it helped me to develop and, and, and to grow and to be a person that's loving and kind and compassionate, you know, and understanding and one that doesn't give up easy. Because I tell you many years ago, and I share this story often, I was one when trouble came, I knew how to run. Yes. I would give up easy. I, I didn't like challenges. I didn't like conflict. But I've learned that you can't run all the time because those same problems are going to show up somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 so um, freeing to know when we can be transparent with ourselves. Go through the things that we go through and do what's necessary to get healed. So it's thank you because, you know, your story is actually uh, is amazing. Now you're helping others now. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, you know, as a result of doing my own work, um, you know, when I went through my divorce, I walked it alone. I had one good friend. Wow. And that was pretty much it. There wasn't anything out there that really helped me to understand me and and was a support going through the divorce and even afterwards. So I felt like that I don't ever want another woman to walk alone. So I began a program uh, called the Divorce Resilient Woman. And it is a program that helps women heal from the divorce and become resilient. It's not a a ex bashing session. Mm -hmm. It's not a bitching session. It's a place where you can come and tell your story, but it, but you can grow. 
because the past, like you said, doesn't define you. That's right. It's future focus and where God wants you to go and what your life is going to be like. And I'm a testament to that. I mean, I'm very blessed in so many areas. And so this program actually helps women understand the grief process, like what it is, what it's not, how to walk through it. Everything from boundaries, why we need them, what they are, how to implement them to the difference between aggressiveness and um, being, you know, straight out, just blunt. So, um, you know, there's a lot in there and it's a great community of women. Amen. Amen. That sounds so good. And, um, you know, I have to ask now, now you've been doing this for quite some time now, correct? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So with the, for the listeners and and the viewers sake, how can people connect to you? And before you answer that, do you offer for those that are not in your area, do you offer, um, online? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a virtual program. So I have women from all over the United States that are in the program. Um, there, if you go to my website, confident and courageous woman, uh, okay. com, there's a free resource. It's five tips for dealing with stress of divorce. They can sign up for, there's okay. also a Facebook page that's called divorce resilient women, um, okay. that I go live in, I'll offer free tips in there great. as well. Okay, great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I hope, I believe I have that information because I want to share that in the description so people can know how to connect with you. But that's been, uh, you've been amazing. Um, Before we wrap up, I would love to ask you, do you have any last words that you would like to share to someone that may be listening or viewing that may be going through which you went through already. Do you have any last minute words that you would like to share? Oh, I do. This is something that God has given to me as my message to women. No matter what has been done to you or you've done to yourself, God can still heal and redeem. He is the one that gives us hope and purpose. And there is life beyond divorce. Yes. Amen. That is so true. Thank you so much. You have been amazing. I enjoyed our time today. And I know that the listeners have been truly blessed. I've been blessed. So thank you so much for sharing on today and for being a a guest and just sharing your story and just bringing hope to others. So God bless you. Continue to be that light. And as I always say, thank you for joining us on today. And always remember to keep looking up. All right, guys, be blessed. Take care. And I'll see you next week. This is now a time of call to salvation. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you at this time to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask that you come into my heart and save me. I confess that you are Lord and I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I accept you now. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. 
Hallelujah. If you repeated that prayer, you are now saved. Continue to build your relationship with the Lord in prayer and in reading His Word. Trust and believe that God has a beautiful purpose and plan for you. Jeremiah 29.11 Be blessed and know that heaven is cheering for you as well as myself. God bless you and keep looking up.